What is up, everyone? This is Speed Truth Sports, and this is Bert here. Uh, today, we are going to go over our the NBA 2021 mock draft. Uh, if you just want to skip to the picks right now, uh, come to the place that's on screen right now, speedtruthsports.com. We'll have all the picks laid out there and all that. Uh, this is the website, by the way. Uh, ignore the our team part; it hasn't that hasn't been finished yet? But everything else, uh, you know, this is our first true article on the site, so. Let's go in. Let's go in and kick it off. Uh, kick off our 2021 NBA mock draft. So, I do wanna. I do wanna say that, you know, these are all my opinions. If you disagree, go ahead. Tell me why I'm wrong in the comments. Tell me why I'm wrong. Tell me who should go up, higher, who should be lower, all that jazz. Um, I'm only gonna go over one through 15 in this video. It's gonna be like a part one. I'm probably gonna make a part two in a, a couple days or so. So just keep an eye out for that. But like I said, if you just wanna skip to the picks. Go to our website, it's all there. And yeah, and I, I do want to preface that everyone's mock draft is going to look completely different from about like 6 to 30. It's just going to be, that's just how it is because this, this draft is very specifically like, you know, it's very subjective. This specifically, like this is the most subjective draft I've ever seen. Like I, I've seen some prospects that are top 10 on some mock drafts and then like barely even first round in some other drafts like it's pretty ridiculous a lot of these prospects have a really wide range but yeah this is just who i think is going to go where and maybe what teams are going to try to do let's kick it off with the first overall pick everyone should see this everyone should see this coming it's katie cunningham uh he's pretty much the consensus number one overall pick he can just do he can do it all i mean he can do everything there's not really many weaknesses in his game uh, you know, I, I think he's probably guaranteed to be to be an all-star eventually. Um, could even end up being a superstar. Uh, the, you know, the only question with drafting Cade here is what happens to Killian Hayes. Some people want to play him together. I don't think they can play together, I'm going to be honest. I think Killian needs the ball in his hands, and I think Cade works the best with, with the ball in his hands. I think if you play both of them together, I don't think you'll maximize one or the other. So in that sense... Uh, I'd probably, if I was a Pistons, I'd probably look to be trading Killian Hayes. They're, what's probably going to happen is they're probably going to try to play them together, uh, but I don't think it's going to work. But yeah, number two is going to be a little dicey. A lot of people will disagree with me on this, but I got I got Jalen Green. The reason I got Jalen Green is just because the Houston Rockets seem committed to Christian Wood, and Christian Wood is best at center. So I'm not sure if they want to go with Mobley. Uh, Mobley can't, you know, in my opinion, I don't think he can play full-time power forward. I really don't. Uh, they could move Christian Wood to power forward, but, you know, that's not really how the, the Rockets operate. They're, they don't really they don't really like to use two big men like that, uh, or at least they haven't in the past, and they still might not even now. So I'm kind of wondering, you know, like, if they don't pick Mobley, who do they go with? They probably go with the guy with the biggest upside. So for me, that's Jalen Green. Jalen Green is one of the best scoring prospects, pure scoring prospects, uh, probably in like the last decade. He's definitely like, he's going to be an incredible scorer. I think year one, he'll probably drop between 18 to 20, 22 points a game. That, that That's how much I believe in Jalen Green's scoring. And look, he played against the G League Ignite this year. You know, he played against grown men. So he's, he's already used to that level of physicality that the NBA brings. So I think he's more ready. I think he's more suited right off the bat, and I think he has a really, really high ceiling. Uh, I'd say probably one of the highest in the draft. So, 
That's that's why I have the Rockets taking here. And just just sit back and think about how crazy that offense is going to be. Christian Wood, Jalen Green, Kevin Porter Jr. Ooh, I mean that's going to be a nightmare for opposing defenses, straight up. And number three, I have the Cleveland Cavaliers taking Evan Mobley. Now I've heard that they might want to trade this pick. Uh, I don't know who for. I don't know what they would end up trading it for. But look, if Mobley falls here, they gotta take him. They, he's he's the best player available at this point. Um, he's he's one of the best defensive pres- prospects in the draft. Period. Point blank. Period. A lot of people compare him to like Bam or AD. I think it's a little overblown. I don't think he's gonna be. You know, <laughs> I don't think he really fits either of those molds as well. I think, you know, he he has Bam's foot speed and like uh some of his defense but he does not have ad's offense uh you know actually he he, he is more similar to bam than he is to ad but even still bam's a much better playmaker and uh my opinion bam just does better operating out of the high post than evan mobley does so look i mean the only the only question here is you know what are they going to do with jared allen uh maybe they keep him on the roster maybe they maybe they re-sign him i don't know I do believe he's a restricted free agent. Restricted or unrestricted, I don't know. He is a free agent, so I'm not sure if they're going to keep him around or if maybe they sign and trade him to some other team. Uh, but either way, look, I mean, Mobley, no offense to Jared Allen, but Mobley is like a a better Jared Allen. <laughs> so, I yeah, I got I got the Cleveland Cavaliers taking Mobley. Cavs usually take best player available. So, at four, I have the Raptors taking Jalen Suggs out of Gonzaga and yeah I mean if the Raptors should be excited about this if you know if Lowry does leave or if they trade Lowry Jalen Suggs just he's like the next he's like the second coming of Lowry (laughs) and has I'd say a little bit more upside potential than Lowry uh you know I think this is a really really good fit for the Raptors I think they could use another playmaker on their team uh Van Vliet can play make but you know that's not his strength uh, it, his strength is being off ball. His strength is being able to catch and shoot. So if they got someone like Jalen Suggs, who he's good off ball and on ball too, so he could switch off with Van Vliet whenever he wants. Um, if, if he's next to Van Vliet, I think that could be a really, really good backcourt um, in the NBA. So number five, I have the Orlando Magic taking Jonathan Kuminga. Now, Kuminga is one of the biggest, you know, boomer busts. I'd say in the, in the draft. Uh, he, if you look at his tape with the G League, he actually didn't. His defense didn't look that impressive. That's a lot to do with the, uh, the schemes they put him in and the stuff they asked him to do on defense. Yeah, it was just a little bit too early for him, in my opinion. But but like, don't make a mistake. Like Jonathan Kuminga, in terms of defensive potential, has one of the highest defensive potentials in this entire draft as well. Uh, he was playing alongside the G League Ignite with Jalen Green, so he is used to somewhat used to the physicality of the NBA uh, because he was playing with former NBA players and stuff like that and guys trying to make the league. Uh, and he's a really good rebounder. He's a really good rebounder for his size. Uh, and his offense, you know, is not bad when he's driving. His three-pointer needs serious work. I mean, 24% was really, really bad. He shot really, really bad uh, from three. But look, he, he's he's more of a project player. But if he reaches his potential, I mean... You're looking at maybe you know a Jimmy Butler type player, or maybe a Kawhi type player. I mean that's you know that's Kuminga's ceiling. That's the absolute best that he can get. Uh, so I mean, shoot, if I'm the Magic, I'm probably taking him there too. Number six, 
Scotty Barnes, Oklahoma City Thunder, select Scotty Barnes. He's been his stock has been going up crazy throughout this entire um, throughout this entire draft process, and look, he can do just about everything except for shoot and score. And here's my thing with Scotty Barnes is that he could actually even move up higher than this. I think you know I think the Toronto Raptors are legitimately taking a look at him, like a serious look at him at number four, uh, and same with the Magic at number five. I I just think that in my opinion, um, Scotty Barnes he's a jump shot away from just being. Uh, possibly better than Kuminga. I mean, he like I said, he can do everything. He can defend. Uh, he can pass. He can uh, rebound. He does everything really well. It's just that his shooting holds him back. And a lot of people are comparing him to Draymond. I mean, he could be Draymond with a, with a jump shot. <laughs> that's that's basically what Scotty Barnes could be. Uh, and you know, like I said, he could definitely rise by the time the draft comes around. That he could definitely. I would not be surprised if he rised as high as four. Uh, but six is the absolute lowest I see him going. So he's right here at six. At seven, the Golden State Warriors select Moses Moody. Now this is one of the most controversial areas as well because nobody really knows what Golden State's going to do with this pick. They could go in a, a, a vast number of directions. A lot of people would have Davion Mitchell here. Some people have Franz Wagner here. Uh, you know, this is this is a very contentious spot, and I even heard reports that the Warriors might trade the seventh pick for a, another player, or maybe seventh pick and Wiseman for an even better player. So there's a number of possibilities the Warriors could do. It wouldn't surprise me if they went in any direction, but I gave him Moses Moody here. I think Mo, I think Moody's a great. Uh, he's a shooting guard, small forward, and he has a seven foot wingspan basically, and I think he could. I think he would benefit the most. From learning from Clay Thompson, I think Clay Thompson could really, really teach this guy how to play, and he could end up being like a dollar store Clay Thompson. <laughs> uh, and look, if Clay doesn't come back healthy, if Clay doesn't come back uh, as he did as he looked before the injuries, or if Clay just gets injured again, you know they had now they have someone to slot in right next to to Steph, who can defend at a high level, who can make shots. I think he's perfect for the Warriors system. I, you know, and he has upside as a shot creator. He can he can create his own shot as well. I wouldn't rely on him to do that, but he can if if need be. You know, that's why I picked him here. I think he's a perfect fit for the Golden State Warriors. Number eight, I have the Orlando Magic taking James Booknight. Now James Booknight, look, his defense is not good, <laughs> but his offense is really really good. He can score on all three levels. He can go inside, outside, all that. Uh, he can. He even has some upside as a playmaker. But he's a really he's a big time shot maker. He's a big time shot creator, and look, I mean that's something the Magic kind of need. They they need somebody who can on offense just take over and just be like, all right, this this is the time we need to score. We need to get a bucket. Go get us a bucket. That's James Booknight. That's his game. I think that game works really well right now in the NBA. I think it's been, you know, something a lot of people have been uh, looking for. It's been sought after heavily in my opinion. So. Look, I think James Booknight, Booknight's a great fit in Orlando, and they should be really excited to get him. A lot of people are saying they see some Zach Levine or some Bradley Beal. He himself said that he models his game kind of after Bradley Beal on them. <clears throat> so, you know, I think James Booknight's going to be a really, really good shooting guard. Uh, number nine, Sacramento Kings select Franz Wagner. Now, a lot of people are all, all the way all up and down the board on Franz Wagner. Uh, but look, the Kings really need help on defense, and I'm not sure how long Harrison Barnes is going to stick around. I don't know if they'll trade him. If they do trade him, you got a perfect replacement right here in Franz Wagner. I mean, Wagner, 
in my opinion, he projects in a couple years to be just a really effective multi-positional defender who can, uh, who's really good switching onto just about any type of player, except maybe centers. Uh, but yeah, I mean, he's, he's a very solid defensive prospect in my opinion. And, and a lot of people are not sold on his offense. His shot is a little wonky. It's a little inconsistent, but you know, if he just gets that shot to be more consistent, I think he'd be, uh, he could actually end up being like a Gordon Hayward type player because he can also pass the ball out as well. And he's just a high IQ player in general. Uh, but yeah, I mean, his form is his form is decent. I have nothing against his form. I think a lot of it is just the way his feet are positioned and just stuff like that. It's it's a it's a little stuff that he can work on. He can definitely improve. Uh, but look, if he reaches his potential, I think it's like a Gordon Hayward type of player. And that's a look. Gordon Hayward's a pretty good player, <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. I think Franz Wagner is a good pick for the Kings. It also just kind of feels like a Kings pick, doesn't it? It just kind of, either you know, either Franz Wagner or Alper and Shengun. One one of those. They feel like a Kings pick to me. And his brother is Mo Wagner, by the way. Uh, but yeah, ten New Orleans Pelicans select Corey Kispert. So Corey Kispert is the best shooter in the draft, like bar none. He is definitely the best shooter in the draft. And the Pelicans really need shooting next to Zion Williamson. Uh, Kispert's really, and obviously Kispert's the best at that. Uh, he's also, you know, not he's not a bad defender in my opinion. I think his on-ball defense is eh, but you know, but I think his team defense is really good. He's really good helping off the weak side. Uh, and he's just a really smart, he's a really high IQ player. Uh, he's a decent passer as well. He can handle a little bit. I mean, I wouldn't trust him to create his own shot, but he can handle a little bit if he's in a tight situation. He's not just a spot-up guy. But yeah, I mean, look, if the Pelicans, you know, they want to start winning games, uh, there's been reports that Zion's been unhappy, Zion's family's been unhappy. If the Pelicans want to start winning games, start right here with Corey Kispert. Uh, this guy will give you a baseline for your three-point shooting at least. So, you know, I think this will be a really, really good, really solid pick for the New Orleans Pelicans. Number 11, I have the Charlotte Hornets taking Alperen Şengün, my, my Turkish brother. So I have a lot to say on Shangun and, and just in fact that like he's really, really solid. I think he's one of the best Turkish prospects to ever come out of the draft. And look, he, he's he's really, really good offensively. I think that's his strong suit, is scoring. Uh, and he's showing a lot of upside to be able to stretch his shot out to the three point line. If he can do that, man, it it's gonna be deadly to run a pick and pop with uh, Lamelo Ball and Shangun. It's gonna be really deadly, and he has he has a big wingspan as well. So don't worry about the six nine height. You know, wingspan is much more important. Standing reach and wingspan are much more important for a center than their height. Uh, but yeah, he's also one of the youngest players in this draft. I mean, he's eighteen. He's turning nineteen, uh, I believe, later this year. And he just led the the Turkish Super League in scoring, field goal percentage, effective field goal percentage, and offensive rebounds. That's not easy to do as an eighteen year old. He won the Turkish League MVP. So. Look, th this this guy is accomplished overseas. He's played against grown men his whole life. And the the thing about like overseas leagues is that like they don't care about developing players. They just play who the best player is. So, you know Shingun was not being developed. He just happened to be the best player they had on their team uh on on Besiktas, I believe. And so he was leading them and that that's a big you know that's a really big um boom for his for his draft stock. Another thing that will help his draft stock, I think, is Olympics. I think he'll probably come out and show out in the Olympics. I hope he does. Uh, I hope Turkey does something in the Olympics. 
but yeah, I mean, his biggest questions are defending in space. So if he's isolated on a, on a point guard or something like that in a one-on-one, I don't think he's, I think he's probably going to expose there. But otherwise, I mean, he's, he's still a good shot blocker and he has very long arms. Uh, so I, I think his post defense will be okay. Uh, but look, if he can continue to, you know, stretch out his shooting, if he can continue to work on that jump hook, you know, I think he could end up being a really, really solid option for LaMelo Ball, and the Hornets need a center. I mean, their center is uh, possibly might leave in free agency this year, so look, why not just take one of the highest uh, ceiling centers in this draft with Alpada and Shingun? So yeah, that's what I think about that. Number 12, for the San Antonio Spurs taking Usman Garuba. Now look, you might not know who he is at first, but if you watch his defensive tape, I mean, it's really really good it is he has some of the best defensive tape in this draft um and i think he's the exact type of player the spurs like or the spurs want and the spurs need the spurs need a big man lamarcus aldridge is gone um sadly for him you know he had that he had that uh issue and he can no longer even play basketball but uh so that i mean that really sucks for him but look they still lost lamarcus aldridge and that leaves him with a big hole down low now, Garuba's very, very raw on offense, but his defense is very, very good. He, I think he can guard multiple positions. I think he's a, I think he's a really, really talented shot blocker type. Uh, look, I think, you know, I think his ceiling could be like a Draymond Green type player, straight up. Uh, I'm not sure if he, you know, I, I think he needs to work on his passing a little bit if he wants to get to Draymond Green's level. But, you know, I definitely think the Spurs can develop this guy, even on offense. I mean, they developed uh, Kawhi into getting a jump shot, and now he's one of the best players in the NBA. So I, if, if there's any way I trust with international scouting and with uh, developing players, it's the San Antonio Spurs. So there we go. I think Pop will really like Usman Garuba. 13, we got Indiana Pacers taking Keon Johnson. Now, this is a little bit of a fall for most people. Uh, Keon Johnson's projected to go around, like, anywhere from like 7 to, to, to 14 or so, right? I have him go on a lower end. I'm not super high on Keon Johnson, but look, he, he still has one of the, you know, he still has really solid perimeter defense. I think he's a little too physical on defense sometimes. I think he needs to back off a little bit, but, because um, I think it might lead to fouls in the NBA. But I do want to say, you know, Keon is definitely one of the best defensive guards in this draft. Uh, but if he wants to, take his game to the next level he needs to develop a jump shot i mean his jump shot did not look great uh that's the biggest question with him and that's kind of another red flag i have with keon johnson not exactly sure if he can develop uh, a jump shot but look he's a hard worker i mean he, he's a good kid he's a hard worker so i think you know he definitely has a chance to and if he reaches that potential of you know developing a jump shot he'd end up being one of the best two-way guards in the league straight up so yeah, I mean, he's also hyper-athletic as well. He's a really good driver to the rim, but, yeah, I mean, he needs that consistent jump shot. You need that consistent jump shot in the NBA. Uh, otherwise, you might end up like a, like a Ben Simmons. <laughs> so, yeah. At 14, whoops, at 14, I have Golden State Warriors taking Davion Mitchell. Now, this is a big fall for Davion Mitchell. A lot of people would probably expect him to go as high as 7 to the Warriors. In my opinion, you know, Davion Mitchell's a little undersized. First position point guard, shooting guard, uh, and I'm a little bit worried. I, I'm a, I'm a little bit worried about Davion Mitchell because for like the three years he was in college before his senior year, you know he was kind of an average player. Um, 
And then his senior year, he really exploded and just went crazy. That concerns me. It's just because I, I, I want to see more than just that senior year. You know, Maybe he did progressively work on his game. Uh, a lot and worked really really hard that offseason but you know some players in the past that have taken like a big leap out of nowhere for one year sometimes they don't always pan out so I'm a little I'm a little bit worried about Davion Mitchell but at the end of the day I mean he's he's a good guy he is turning really he is kind of old he's turning 23 this year um I mean I think people are drinking the Kool-Aid comparing him to to Donovan Mitchell I think that's no, <laughs> no offense, but look, just because their names sound similar does not mean they're they're the same type of player. Um, he's a he's a better, he's projected to be a better shooter than Donovan Mitchell, and my opinion, I think you know, it, if we're buying into the hype of Davion Mitchell, he's also projected to be possibly a better defender than Donovan Mitchell. So I I, don't, I wouldn't compare him to Donovan Mitchell. Uh, I think a lot of people are just saying that because his name is Davion Mitchell. They're both D. Mitch. But, you know, yeah, look, he could definitely prove me wrong. He could end up being a really, really solid player. He's supposed to be the most NBA-ready player in this draft. Last year, that was supposed to be Obi Toppin, and that didn't exactly pan out. So I'm a little concerned about how this is going to pan out. I'm not sure if he'll be 100% NBA-ready because in college, obviously when he took the next level jump from high school to college, you know, he wasn't ready. <laughs> he, he didn't put up great numbers. But it took him a while to get going. That's why I, I kind of think that could happen with Davion Mitchell. I think that he might take a little while to get going. Um, that concerns me. But look, I mean, you can't deny his numbers this year. He did have an incredible senior season. And I could be dead wrong. <laughs> I could definitely be dead wrong. I hope I'm dead wrong because I, I want to see these guys succeed regardless of what I think about them or not. I, I want to see them succeed at the end of the day. And I'll, I'll be rooting for Davion Mitchell. I, I really want to see where he goes, what he ends up doing. Uh, what he ends up becoming. So, all right, and this is the last pick of the video. The Washington Wizards at 15 select Zaire Williams. All right, I have a lot to say on Zaire Williams. So <clears throat> he was going through a lot. He was going through a lot at Stanford. Um, they were relying on him a lot in general at Stanford. And the Wizards really, 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 really need a small forward really badly. I think they're okay on center. A lot of teams have them picking a center. I don't know about that. I think they're fine at center. I think their biggest problem is at the wing position. Because once Denny Avdia went down, they had nobody. They, I mean, they were using Raul, Raul Neto at, at, at small forward. <clears throat> that, that's that's not going to win you a game against the Philadelphia 76ers. <laughs> so, well, it, it won them one game, but... Uh, but yeah, that was because of Hack of Ben. Uh, but you know, that, that's a different topic for another day. Uh, in my opinion, I think Z I'm re I really really like Zaire Williams. I think he has one of the highest ceilings in the draft. Uh, and like I said, he you know he had a lot of stuff going on at Stanford. He was injured to start the season, so he had a knee brace on for like a, a lot of his games early on, which kind of limited the showing off his athleticism and stuff. But he is very very athletic. He's very very long. Uh, he has a long wingspan. And he uses his length really well on defense. I mean, he, he's a really solid defensive player. Uh, he also, you know, also what was going on at Stanford was, you know, during the, all the COVID protocols and stuff, Stanford didn't really even get many home games. I mean, I think they got like maybe one or two. But for the most part, I mean, Zaire Williams was in hotels playing home games on the road. So, I mean, that's, that's just a very tough environment for a, a freshman to play in. 
I think that the, the hurt knee helped, uh, hurt him as well, as well as uh, he did lose two, I believe he lost two family members during this time. So, you know, he was, it was not a good time for Zaire Williams. It was really not a good time for Zaire Williams. And I think that affected his game on the court. But look, I think that his stock is going to be rising as he goes through the combine. And a lot of people have Zaire going you know, anywhere from, anywhere from like, 13 to 20, something like that, I think his stock will rise, and I think the Wizards will end up taking him. Zaire has, he, like I said, he's one of the higher ceilings in the draft, in my opinion. Uh, also one of the, also kind of a lower floor, but at the same time, uh, I think his passing is actually sneakily underrated. I think his shooting, I think his shooting stroke is fine. I, I just think that, you know, if you watch the tape, a lot of the shots look good, and they had a lot of lift on it. Uh, he released it at the top, at the top of his jump. But it just wasn't going in, you know. It's very, it's very debatable. <clears throat> very, very debatable for a lot of people on where he's going. He's one of the most uh, controversial players to rank in terms of the mock draft. But I mean, before the season, he was he was a top ten talent, uh, and you know, I, I think that if he just kind of works on his shooting efficiency and his shot IQ, I think he'd be really good. He's one of the best pull up threats in the in the draft. Period. I mean, he's a really, really good pull-up jump shot, and the only problem with it is that sometimes he takes some dumb shots. But you know, with the Wizards, he's not going to be doing much of that. Uh, I don't think he really needs to do much of that. But he, you know, I think he needs to be used correctly, uh, whether it's off the bench or maybe it's starting. Uh, I think that if the Wizards get a good coach that can actually take full advantage of all their players. I think Zaire could. I think Zaire could do it here. I think he could. You know, if he just focuses on his defense first, gets his defense right in the NBA, then starts working on other, on other stuff slowly, he could end up being a three and D with shot creation. You know, I like something somebody like maybe like DeAndre Hunter. Uh, that, that's kind of who I would compare him to a little bit. He's like a little bit of Cam Reddish and DeAndre Hunter together. You know, he's got Cam Reddish's um, disappointing college season, but he's got DeAndre Hunter's potential. You know, that, that's kind of how I see him. Uh, but yeah, he's also a really solid rebounder. Uh, I forgot to mention one of the biggest problems with Zaire Williams is his. It's just his weight and his strength in general. <clears throat> his, you know, sometimes when he drives to the rim, he doesn't exactly uh, go all the way. He doesn't exactly finish all the way sometimes, and some of it's a lot of it's because it's it's hard for him to finish through contact when he is uh, as skinny as he is. And he needs to really get his strength up. He needs to really bulk up uh, this offseason. And I think he, I, I'm pretty sure I heard a report that he's up to, I think he's up to 190-something right now, which is a good start. But look, I mean, most point guards are like 200 pounds. So he needs to, he still needs to get his weight up. Uh, he's still on like a Brandon Ingram type weight level. Uh, but I look, I believe in Zaire Williams. I think he can do it. Uh, he is kind of a boomer bust, but I think the Wizards can take that swing here. Uh, no, I mean, I don't really see, I don't really know if the Wizards will draft somebody that will help them win a championship right here. I don't think that's possible. I think they, if they want to fix a lot of their win-now issues, I think they should look in free agency. I don't think they should look to the draft for that. The draft should be, in my opinion, just taking who you think is the biggest potential uh, and who you think could help your team the most down the road. But also, you know, obviously who fits with you because you don't want to draft like 10 point guards in a row. But yeah, I mean, there we go. That, that that's that's it. That that's my 
mock draft one through fifteen. I got the rest of the. I mean, I got the rest of the first round on the site as well. So if you want to check that out before the next video comes out, go ahead and go on to speechusports.com. It'll be in the description and all that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, thank you all for watching. Thank you all for tuning in. Uh, this has been Bert. I, I might put this on. I might put this on the podcast. Well, I might. I might put this as a podcast. I might. I'll, I'll think about it. I'll definitely think about it. But yeah, look, just go speechusports.com. Check this out. Tell me what you think. Tell me uh, who you think I'm too high on, who you think I'm too low on. Uh, go ahead and just let me know everything, all right? So this has been Speech Sports. I've been Bert, and I'll catch you guys next time.